Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Bagel Bites. My name is Robbie Nagel, and this is a podcast series where you can talk about the random things I don't want to talk about. Um, today I'm going to be talking about the Jewish sects of the Second Temple period, uh, because I said I would yesterday when I was talking about um, the King of the Jews and uh, that term being used by Herod um, and portions of the Hasmonean dynasty. So during that dynasty, uh, these sects essentially appeared um, historically, um, so during that time period at least. And it seems to be um, in pretty much uh, response to the Hasmonean dynasty. Uh, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and the Essenes were the three biggest ones. Um, Josephus writes that there were probably about 25 plus different sects of Judaism during this time, all with varying beliefs and uh, concerns uh, politically and uh, faith-based wise. Uh, if you think about it as like um, church denominations in the Protestant church, um, there were, there were many different uh, various doctrines that people followed, but these were the three biggest ones. Um, and two of them, obviously, the Pharisees and Sadducees are the ones talked about in the Gospels. Uh, so I'll leave Essenes for last. Um, but the Pharisees and Sadducees were very much um, slightly in opposition to each other. Um, so I'll go through both of them um, and a couple different of their beliefs and um, even essentially where they are at today from a very... Um, on a lineage type of way. Um, so the Pharisees uh, were the common people, essentially. Uh, they were the, the working class, the blue collar. Um, they uh, taught in synagogues, interpreted the Torah. Um, they believed in what's called the oral Torah. Uh, so essentially they believed that um, after Moses got the written Torah, God gave him uh, insight into interpreting the laws and uh, expanding upon them. And then that tradition was passed down uh, through uh, priests and uh, other teachers. And so uh, the Pharisees uh, believe that they've received this tradition. Um, and later uh, down the line, a couple centuries later, they wrote this down and it's called the Talmud, if you know anything about that. Um, that's uh, the root of that um, text uh, was found in the oral Torah. Um, there were people that advocated very much for social justice. Um, they um, believed that the uh, oral Torah and uh, other traditions were sacred along with the Torah, so they believed that um, not just the text itself was sacred, but the entirety of their tradition. Uh, they believed in the resurrection of dead. Uh, they believed in the immortality of the soul, reward and punishment after death. Uh, they believed that angels were real um, and that the temple was good, but sacredness could also be found in the home, um, which later on uh, there's a, uh, a very prevailing theory that... Um, the Pharisees are the ones that essentially became uh, rabbis and rabbinic Judaism uh, that continued on over the centuries, um, slightly because the temple was destroyed and because of their belief that sacredness could be found in the home. It allowed the diaspora of Jews to continue on in their faith uh, all the way until today. So uh, their um, opposition uh, was very much the Sadducees. The Sadducees, uh, the name comes from the word Tzedek, uh, which means holy, um, and the name Zadok, um, which is the priest that anointed Solomon. And um, they believed essentially that the um, high priest should be of the family of Zadok. Um, they uh, advocated for that and wanted that um, to be the case. They were the uh, priests and uh, aristocrats or high class people 
which means that they uh, also favored um, Hellenization, which I talked about uh, a while ago, um, that they did not mind that um, those in the uh, high class or those that the those in the ruling class over them, like Rome specifically during this time, um, they didn't mind that they were being ruled because they were uh, high class individuals, they were uh, wealthy, and so on. And none of the rules or anything like that really affected them. It affected the working class, um, which means that the Pharisees were um, selective with Hellenization. Essentially, um, not all of them completely opposed it, but not all of them obviously were completely in favor of it. Um, the Sadducees also advocated for um, the strong connection between uh, Judaism as their faith and the temple, um, which shows that after the destruction of the temple, uh, they completely vanished within, I don't know, 10, 20 years um, of the temple's destruction, uh, which is because uh, their thought was essentially if there's uh, no temple, then there's no Judaism. Uh, that was one of their beliefs. Uh, they believed in a strict adherence to the Torah. Um, oral teachings uh, were uh, n noted, I guess. They were talked about slightly. Um, you you see that in the Gospel where Pharisees and Sadducees are essentially arguing. They're usually arguing over the oral Torah tradition. Um, but Sadducees don't believe that they're sacred in any way, shape, or form. They can use them to... Um, cast certain judgments um, and lean on and give certain examples and so on, uh, but it was not uh, sacred in the way that it was to the Pharisees. They believed that a uh, person's circumstances in this world are what that person has earned in the eyes of God, um, so that um, there there was no, like, essentially forgiveness. They've, they've gotten that type of circumstance, and that's um, what happens. Uh, if you think of... Um, the story with the blind man that can see, um, you'll realize that the, the Sadducees that are asking certain questions um, stem from that belief. Uh, they also believe that the soul dies when the body dies. They don't believe in an afterlife. Uh, they don't believe in a reward or punishment after death. They don't believe in angels. Um, my uh, one professor used to say um, the way to remember their beliefs is that they are sad, you see, uh, because there's no, you know, afterlife and there's no uh, miracles, there's no um, angels, there's there's nothing. They, they just have like this um, thought that what they get in this world, they get. And that's because they're high class. They wanted to keep the caste system alive. They wanted to stay high class. Uh, they essentially received everything that they uh, wanted in this life. Uh, so why would they believe in an afterlife, essentially? Um, and that's the uh, basic premise between the two uh, prominent ones. And the Essians are a bit stranger, and uh, for a couple different reasons. Um, but they've gained uh, a new notoriety as of 50 years ago. Um, but they were a third uh, main group, um, and they uh, essentially looked at the Pharisees and Sadducees, uh, agreed with neither of them. Uh, they completely opposed Hellenization. They felt like it was ruining uh, their beliefs. And so they essentially said, you both have no idea how to handle Jerusalem or the temple. Um, you're both wrong, so I'm going to go hang out in the desert. Um, and they are very much isolationists. Um, they uh, were mostly um, into uh, ritual purity. Uh, they had a hierarchical 
system of angels. Uh, they said that the soul lives in uh, bodiless eternity and is temporarily entombed in a worldly body. They didn't really believe in animal sacrifices, obviously, because they left the temple. Um, they didn't believe that they needed it. Um, they didn't really believe in like an accumulation of wealth. Um, because again, they were isolationists. Uh, they were essentially like, uh, uh, they lived like monastic lifestyles. Um, they didn't believe in slavery. Um, and they also believed in, um, with essentially, uh, the proper purification rites, um, God would help the Jews overthrow the pagans. And what that essentially means is that um, they lived lifestyles that they would be the most pure, essentially. They uh, ritually bathed daily. Um, they didn't even, like, defecate on the Sabbath. Like, they were serious people about this belief. Um, but if they stayed pure, if they didn't sin, they uh, continually stayed ritualistically cleansed and pure. Um, they followed... Um, well, not all of them, but specifically the Qumran society followed what was called the teacher of righteousness. Um, and he talks about uh, uh, these uh, disciples of darkness, essentially, and he, they're talking about the Pharisees and Sadducees who are ruining Judaism, essentially, um, and that the teacher of righteousness was going to return and overthrow the, the wrong Jews, essentially. Um, but with ultimate purity, they would be allowed to uh, completely overthrow the world, essentially. And they also uh, had a, a very firm belief in predestination, that everything was um, predestined by God, um, that there, there was no free will, that uh, they were in that lifestyle for a reason. Um, they were celibate men, usually, um, because of the ritual purity um, aspects of it. Um, and they pretty much vanished after the Jewish revolt of 67 AD. In talking about like the Qumran society after the Dead Sea Scrolls were found, uh, we found a bunch of their society scrolls and uh, a bunch of their teachings, specifically of this uh, people group, and uh, that's where a lot of this uh, context stems from. Um, but Josephus writes about the Essenes uh, in general, and it matches up pretty well. There are also um, some theories that uh, John the Baptist uh, ended up at a Essene community plausibly the Dead Sea Scroll community um, at Qumran because they believed in a uh, full um, ritual bathing, immersion, baptism. And so uh, when John baptizes people, um, it seems like it stemmed from their uh, ideas, um, but that's not necessarily um, historically uh, factual, I guess. It's not fully um, been proven. It sure is a good uh, plausibility in the same way that um, there are certain people that believe that uh, the entirety of early Christians were Essenes and they uh, really latched on to Jesus, um, which is why uh, a bunch of the early church um, theology uh, slightly matches with the Essenes. Um, if you think about when I talked about um, the podcast on angels and how they transformed, this is one of the reasons. Uh, there were a couple different people groups that had certain beliefs on angels. The Essenes were the ones that uh, created this hierarchy that uh, continued on. Um, but there are also people that uh, believe that the Pharisees essentially broke off into Christians and then rabbinic Jews. Um, and those are the two lines that the Essenes and the Sadducees just completely died off in general. Um, 
thought-wise up until, obviously, the reemergence of their uh, scrolls uh, found in the Dead Sea Scrolls at Qumran. So, uh, I don't know, there's always these debates of how uh, early theology um, kind of stems from these teachings. Um, we know uh, on a very good um, documentation that the Jews of today uh, can trace themselves back to the Pharisees um, simply because of the traditions of rabbinic Judaism, um, whereas we have speculation essentially of uh, where the early Christians were because they most likely, uh, at least the Jewish ones, um, were most likely at least one of these three sects uh, because they would technically have to be, I suppose. Um, so where those ideas and if that flows and um, changes theology to some type of extent up until um, the encounter with Gentiles and their beliefs, um, and you read through the letters and uh, Paul talking to the Gentiles essentially like, hey, that's how you used to worship, that's not how we worship now, uh, that you are followers of Jesus. Um, and yeah, that'll be a completely different tangent, I won't get into that now. Um, but yeah, those are the three uh, main sects of Judaism during the Second Temple period, and I uh, hope that gives some type of insight into the Gospels and why uh, Jesus um, combats these two uh, groups, specifically uh, the Pharisees and Sadducees, um, because these are the their beliefs, um, and he uh, talks with them and discusses with them. We have multiple accounts in the Gospels. Um, uh, we know that, obviously, Paul was a Pharisee. Um, we have... The Pharisees and Sadducees in the book of Acts, and so on and so forth. Um, but yeah, so I hope this was uh, good, uh, and you learned something new, I guess. Um, and as always, thanks for listening and commenting and liking and all the good stuff. Um, as always, I'll catch you guys at the next one.